This is the Collective Ambition Podcast. Yo, what's going on? Leon here. And in this episode, I'm not having a guest on. It's just a simple, single episode. Me walking around in Barcelona while giving you a quick update of what's been happening on my side recently because uh, a lot has happened. And um, yeah, the, the topic that I want to dive into in this episode is the topic of willpower or sticking to your habits, which is something that I used to be really passionate about, I still am, uh, and recently have gotten back into because I had one of these days again where you're just so tired, your head is buzzing, you're sitting in front of a laptop, you've been working for a while and you go home and you just feel, you feel really bad. You just want to distract yourself and your willpower is drained. You've left it all on the field, you've left it all in front of the laptop, put your heart and soul into the work that you're doing and then there's that, that croissant or that donut shop or whatever. And I literally smashed, <laughs> smashed multiple donuts at once and then I felt so sick and bad. And I immediately went back to outsourcing willpower, which is something I wanna dive into today which is simply that instead of depending on your willpower, which you should not, because it's very limited, it's very hard, and uh, once you see that donut and your willpower is gone, there's not much you can do unless you outsource it. So what do I mean by outsourcing? Well, I went straight into the group chat of our mastermind group and I said, all right, guys, for the next 30 days, I am not going to do the following. First of all, I'm going to stick to the no sugar thing again. Uh, no sugar, no breads, no gluten, no, no, uh, yeah, fancy, let's say, protein bars that have like no sugar in them, but it's full of sugar, alcohols, and other um, other fake sweeteners. None of that. One cheat meal a week. Uh, no more social media before 1 p.m so I can do my most important work and no more, um, what else? What else was there? Um, I can't remember, there was something else which I'm definitely still sticking to because I said to them, if I break it, then it's 100 bucks each for all of you, plus never trust me again. I'm, this is, I'm giving my word that I'm not gonna do this again. And since then, I had these moments again where I was tired, I was feeling, like I wanted to distract myself again, I wanted to become unconscious again, but it was not an option. I saw temptations, I saw some chocolates, some bad food, but it wasn't an option. It was literally looking at it like, oh, can't have that. Not even battling with it. Not even, oh, should I, should I not? No, it's not even an option anymore. And that's something I used to do back when I was in Australia, I would, uh, say that to my girlfriend. So she would get a hundred bucks if she saw me eating anything bad or if she asked me did you eat anything bad or was there anything that uh, was not in your diet uh, then I had to promise which I never lie when I promise. That's why I'm careful with giving promises um, but when I give a promise I mean it. There's no breaking it and uh, that removed the option completely to slack off. Because I was, I was sitting down and I was thinking, how can I 
resist temptations. There must be something that I can do in the moment. For example, I, in that moment, I stop myself and then I think about all the bad things that could happen if I eat that and then the, what could result out of that. Like let's say I eat something bad, then I don't sleep well, then the next day I can't work properly. Then I miss a deadline of something important and then my business is gonna slow down and I'm gonna lose my audience, whatever. And I used to think that I could just make something up in the moment, like a technique that I do that works. But so far, I have to tell you, I haven't found a solution yet. And I think, I don't think there is one because once you are in that moment where you get tempted by something, it is really hard to snap yourself out of it. So the way I look at it now is, okay, when did something happen that I did not like? That I should have avoided or let's say somewhere where I chickened out where I should have taken action but I didn't because I made an excuse um, and then I look at that and ask myself okay how can I prevent that from happening or how can I set up a system where I have to take action so getting that accountability from friends people close to you people that hold you accountable uh, it's incredible it's just the the easiest hack. I haven't struggled with that at all. Plus, I don't even worry about it. Like, I'm not like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Of course I'm going to make it. I promised. So it's for me, it's, it's, it's just like, oh, wow, cool. It's done. I don't have to worry about it for the next 30 days because I will not slack off with that because I've promised. And um, some other ways that you can do that is by looking at the things that you want to reinforce, that you want to do again and again, and removing any obstacle that you have for that. And on the contrary, for the things that you don't want to do, you add obstacles in place so you don't do them anymore. So quick examples for that. Removing obstacles could be, let's say you're struggling to go to the gym and be consistent with that because you have to get up in the morning, get your clothes together, together then put them on, hop in your car, drive for 20 minutes or maybe just 15 minutes or 10 minutes check in and then you have to think okay what workout do I actually do and there's all these different steps all these small steps that you need to take in order to get your workout in but what you want to do is you want to remove all of these obstacles because they are obstacles so instead of uh, having to pack your clothes in the morning do it in the evening when your willpower is high so it's also shown uh, that it increases the chances of you going to the gym by, I can't remember, 28% or something like that? Like, a significant number, because it just makes it so much easier, it's already ready. It's like you've already started working out, you've already started the pattern of, of going to work out. Then, uh, get a gym that's very close, or even better, work out at home. Like, get some weights so you don't have to drive to the gym, you don't have to hop into your car, or for God's sake, take public transport or something. These are all obstacles that add more more uh, seeds for excuses, let's say, that you can then chicken out at when you are in your lower self. Then something else would be, uh, when it comes to removing obstacles, could be already planning out the workouts that you're gonna do. So you already know exactly what to do. That's why planning your days is so important because that's why I'm walking out here right now. People are looking at me, what is this weird guy doing? Speaking at no one. <laughs> Then I see I have a mic here. Uh, it's because I've already planned it out yesterday that I'm going to do exactly that. 
uh, I'm gonna record this episode. Already, the topic was already in my mind, and um, yeah, I just had to go and start rambling. So that's what I'm doing now. Then, when it comes to setting obstacles in place, that's where it also gets really fun. Let's say you don't want to keep checking Facebook anymore. You keep getting distracted by Facebook. You keep uh, checking your phone for Facebook, and that's actually something that I used to struggle with actually years ago. Like for a couple of years, I haven't struggled with that anymore because I've set obstacles in place where I simply cannot do it. When I have a low moment, it would uh, take quite some work for me to to uh, check my Facebook on my phone because I've set obstacles in place. So for example, the first thing would be delete the app, just delete the Facebook app and uh, that's that, boom, done. Um, Whenever you need to post something on Facebook. Oh, you need to post something really important. Well, use your laptop. If you have a video that you want to post, then put it on your laptop first and then post it. Um, Then what I used to do, what I saw happening automatically was that I started uh, getting into my Chrome app and it would already have Facebook saved. So I just type in F and then enter and then I would be in my Facebook uh, account. So my brain, or my lower self, you could say, found a way to, to uh, overcome that obstacle. And then I was back on it again. I was hooked again. Uh, what I did then was simply deleted the Chrome app, plus uh, started using Safari, always in incognito mode, so it wouldn't save the URL. And what I'd have to do to log into Facebook now is when I have a low moment, oh, I want to check Facebook now, I have to go into my Safari, then I have to type in my email address, First of all, type in the URL without, without autocorrect. Can you believe it? Without autocorrect. The whole facebook.com. I have to type it in, probably do a couple of typos in there. Um, then I'd have to put in my email plus my password. And then it's a two-factor authentication. I have to get into my, my Google Authenticator app and put in the code there. And then I can look at the shitty version of Safari uh, of Facebook. And uh, that's that. So I'm not going to do that because there's so many steps that you need to take to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that are some tools that you can do in order to in order to stop yourself from slacking off and stick to the things that you know you want to keep doing and the habits that you want to keep keep uh, improving and keep working with. So. Some, something else that you can do is look at the triggers or your environment, which is huge, which I want to get into later as well. Um, but basically, you want to remove any trigger that gets you to, let's say, eat bad food. Because one trigger could be you just see bad food in your kitchen. For example, I'm currently living with another couple here in Barcelona. They're amazing. I love them. Um, and the guy is uh, kind of like me. He's entrepreneurial. Uh, I mean. He's not entrepreneurial. He is an entrepreneur, and uh, he's also he's also like me. Like he uh, he's really strict with his diet. Uh, does all these like the morning routine and everything, and uh, we sync very well. Uh, and he has a girlfriend that is not that much into that stuff. She she knows about it, but she's not the one that uh, goes and runs a half marathon in the morning as part of a morning routine. Uh, so and she is someone that loves cooking. She loves making food, and then she has. Uh, these ingredients and also cheat meals and then just me seeing them I've already noticed that I had to start resisting it I had to start looking at it and be like 
I had to be like, oh no, I can't have that. I had to resist. And that's where the willpower simply gets drained. So just removing it as an option is the easiest and best thing that you can do. Like just not have it as an option. I realized the same thing when I uh, moved in with my Australian girlfriend back when I was living in Australia. That was like a few years ago. I had, my diet was so simple. I simply wouldn't buy stuff that was bad. So I never had it at home. So when I felt like something, it wasn't available. Poor me. But then when I moved in with her, whew, that was hard because this, the things would be lying around and it was, would be quick access. Actually, a friend of mine, we were talking recently, he was talking about this Australian girl that he was dating when he was in London and uh, she would do Coke, <clears throat> not Coca-Cola, um, every weekend. And he'd be like, why, is that, are you always doing that? Like, is it, did you always also do that in Australia? And she was like, oh, I don't know. It's just that, uh, it's, it's like, it's so easy to get here. Really? That's why I do it so often, because it's so easy to get here, because it's more convenient. <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's how much it uh, can screw you up. Um, but anyways, that, the environment, super important. Leading me into the quick update that I wanted to give you about uh, where I'm at right now. So, a couple of weeks ago, I flew to Frankfurt because I was invited finally to, a, uh, to an interview to get my US visa, which is a, an entrepreneur's visa, a small investor visa. And uh, that was a result of 12 months of hard work, uncertainty, um, and getting all the documents together, flying to the US to open a bank account, uh, investing a lot of money, a big chunk of my exit money, and putting it at risk because it's part of the visa. And then at that visa interview, it was decided, they interview for, for 10, 15 minutes, it was decided whether I would get the visa or not. So it was a big, it was a, uh, probably the, the, the most um, pivotal conversation I could have or I could think of right now uh, because it would decide whether I could be in the US or not. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Long story short, I got the visa. So I will be in Austin um, in January and connecting that to the topic that we're currently talking about is that I believe that when you change locations, which I have done many, many times this year, you get a chance to reset your habits. And there's a small period of time which is the first, let's say, three, four weeks when you're settling into your new place where you set the groundwork for how you're gonna perform and how you're gonna do in the next, however long you live there, almost. Um, and that is because when you get into a new place, uh, the environment completely changes. The triggers, where you sit down to meditate, uh, what you're gonna do after you finish your work. Do you go to the cafe that's close by that has shitty food? and then you lie on the couch because that apartment has a couch? Or, um, yeah, do you have a uh, healthy place right next doors, which is, has easy access, you eat healthy. Because of that, you can keep working a bit longer. Then at home, you have a nice comfy chair with a lamp behind you where you meditate and then you read instead of uh, binge watching YouTube videos. Um, and then the first period really decides uh, what habits are being created. 
So that's why it's, I think it's super valuable to just get out of somewhere. That's why I left, I left Germany when I was 18. Uh, I went to Australia and um, that was really when I became a new person because I was like, nobody knows me here. I want to work on myself. I don't want to be that, that guy that I used to be. Um, which funny enough, I tend to turn back to when I'm back in Germany again. Um, and when I'm around my high school friends again, I'm the exact same guy again. Uh, it's, it's really weird. But um, that initial period is really important. So the plan that I have now and that I will execute is that I will be renting a big house in Austin with four or five bedrooms. And I will be renting those bedrooms out to fellow entrepreneurs. And I will turn that house into a fucking machine. So I want to have everything there that is the optimal environment to work at, to have fun at, and to be with around amazing people who are like-minded, who are also entrepreneurs, they're crushing it, and they're dedicated, hardworking, and fun as well. Uh, so I want to create a gym in there, have a little gym in the garage. Easy access, there's no excuse why you can't work out for like 15, 20 minutes. Then I want to build a cold plunge. Kyle Soda, who was on the episode, uh, on the podcast in another episode earlier on, uh, he has a, vi a video on how to build your own cold plunge. And he's also someone that lives in a mansion with multiple people. Um, so I have a cold plunge. Then optimize the house around uh, anything health related. Let's say the lights just, they're just, uh, very low or they are even red in the evenings so that you don't get any blue light so it doesn't disrupt your sleep then what else there are so many ideas so many things um, and then weekly have weekly dinners weekly networking dinners instead of going to meetups or somewhere in your city you organize it at your house because you have a cool house you can bring people over and then even monthly parties just have some events then also have a recording studio so you don't have to walk through the, the park in Barcelona like me right now and you can just sit down in that studio. Everyone shares the studio, so we can all share the cost of the equipment. And it's just so easy to shoot uh, content there and to record something and to invite guests. So optimizing the environment because finally, I know where I will be in the next few years, which is going to be in the US to build that business. I'm there to build that business. And I know that I don't have to worry about visas for a while. I don't have to worry about, oh, where am I going to be the next, the next few months? Because in Europe or while I was in Australia, there was always that fear. Are we going to get that partner visa while I was in Australia? Uh, which didn't end up going very well because I had to leave the country. But this time, I, I have that certainty and I can actually take my time with building really helpful and incredible relationships with people who are like-minded, who live there, where I know, hey, at some point, we might be able to look back, hey, remember five years ago when we did this and then three years ago we did, went to that party and then two years ago we went to that event and then after that you sold your business and whatever. Like just having long relationships with people that go deep, which I, I'm doing really good, good with relationships right now because uh, I tend to build, yeah, build friendships really quickly with people where it just feels like, hey, we've known each other for a while but we just have known each other for a few weeks. Um, but still, it's, it's really valuable to, to know that I will be in that place uh, for quite a while. 
and that's why I want to optimize that environment. So how is this relevant to you? First of all, I'm looking for people who want to join me in that house, in that apartment. It comes with, um, yeah, strict requirements. So you have to be someone that uh, aligns with uh, certain values and um, with a certain lifestyle so that we can sync. And um, yeah, it comes with a certain price tag as well because I haven't figured out the numbers yet, but uh, it shouldn't be too expensive, I think, because we'll be sharing all the costs. Um, and then when it comes to the content, how is this relevant to you? Well, look at your environment, look at where you slack off. And if you have found a solution where, hey, I can just walk past any donut store, no matter how tired I am, even if I've been on three hours of sleep and uh, my girlfriend just left me and I am a bit sick and my parents told me that I was adopted and they actually hate me and I could still resist the donuts to escape reality for a few minutes. And please tell me, let me know. I want to know the technique, but I don't believe in it. I haven't found it yet, so I don't think that it exists. Um, but what I found is that looking back at those moments, what went wrong? Where could I have interfered? What made it so easy to slack off? And then the easiest thing is really having someone that holds you accountable and someone that, uh, that guarantees to you that, dude, I'm going to hold you accountable to that. I'm not going to be like, ah, yeah, it was fine. No, dude, you're going to pay up or whatever. Um, so find that person that can hold you accountable. And what you can do is, of course, as always, you can have a look at the weekly calls that we're doing, which are free. Uh, why are they free? It's because, well, we want to get some cool people together and we don't let anyone in. Uh, we do a screening call uh, where you just chat to me and uh, we see if it's a good fit. If you're currently at a stage in your business where it makes sense that you join our calls. Uh, they're all uh, entrepreneurs with existing businesses. Some of them are selling their businesses. Uh, some others are, are running their businesses and uh, you need a certain amount of experience. But if you don't want to join, then at least find someone that can hold you accountable. Find someone that, uh, that outsources the willpower to you because life gets so much easier when you commit. Like that's actually something that I've realized is um, oftentimes we struggle with, with certain challenges. It's because we haven't fully committed to it yet. Let's say you want to build a podcast with thousands of listeners and there's that constant battle of like, oh, should I really continue doing it or should I start doing it because it takes so long? All that mental chatter takes up so much energy and it simply goes away completely when you 100% commit, when it's like, dude, you know what? I'm gonna do whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Even if I have to walk through a park in Barcelona while it's getting dark and people look at me, look at me thinking I'm a maniac, I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna do whatever. Even if I have to, have to do it every day, even if I have to do it twice every day. Um, and life get, just gets so much easier because instead of pondering about it, you just get to action. And uh, it's just something I've seen work again and again. It's, it's why I built my first business uh, up in a way where most people weren't able to. Like when me and my buddy uh, Dennis both started our businesses alongside each other, we were 100% in and looking at everyone else, they were trying to make money online. We were both like, we, we are going to make money online. We committed. For me, there was, I had to do it. It had to happen because I had to build that business so I could uh, 
go back to Australia and be with my girlfriend again, which I had to leave because my visa had expired. So it's just that 100% commitment that it will not happen. That's why that stuff is so powerful if you bring other people into it. There's actually a funny story of this guy who did something similar, which made him commit on an even bigger level, which is that he said to his kids, good news kids, we're gonna go to Disneyland. Wow, woo, cool, we're so excited. And they were super excited that they're gonna go to Disneyland. What they didn't know is that he told his coworkers, hey, by the way, if I don't make that many sales calls, I'm not going to Disneyland with my kids. So can you imagine that pressure that you put on yourself <laughs> where you're like, if I don't make these sales calls now, like 10 sales calls a day or whatever that might be, I'm gonna have to tell my kids, hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to Disneyland. <laughs> can you imagine letting your kids down like that? I mean, I can, I can only imagine because I don't have kids, but that's not something that you want. Um, so yeah, get creative and sit down and actually think about it. It does take thinking. It does take actual work of sitting down and thinking about it. I know people nowadays are very think lazy. You want to be able to Google it and then just find a solution to it. But uh, you have to get creative with this. And then actually set up systems in place right now so that when you get to that stage where you have a low moment, you don't slack off or you can't. So it does take pre-work to, to uh, build that system up. But once it's up and running, oh man, life gets so easy. Ah, so many things you don't have to worry about anymore. So get it done, do it now. Uh, if you wanna join the calls, then uh, there should be a link in the description somewhere, you'll find it. Um, and cool, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you leave a review on iTunes, then I would uh, be very, very happy. So you can do that right now and I'll see you in the next episode.